0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we wanna celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for listening in today. On today's episode, we would like our guests to share with each other the cool things they are doing or planning to do this semester, or have a conversation on what remote lear- remote learning looks like in their classrooms. Our focus this week is on remote learning at the secondary level. Our four guests today are David Nunez and Laura Talley, both from Oñate High School, and Natalie Geiger and Jesus Melindres from Mesa Middle School. And we thought it'd be kind of cool to have two Mesa Middle School teachers and two Onyate School teachers because Mesa Middle School um, feeds right into Oñate. So um, I chose that feeder school um, for our guests today. So before we get started, can each of you give us a brief bio? What do you teach? How long have you been teaching? Um, maybe why did you get into teaching? And David, can you please start us off?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is David Nunez and uh, I've been teaching 31 years. I teach social studies. I'm also the social studies department chair, and I come from a family of educators. Uh, My dad was a teacher, he was a principal. My sister teaches English. My aunt was a teacher, superintendent, principal. So I just got a wide range of family that's uh, always been educators. We value the profession. We're very proud to all be part of it. So that's been a big part of why I went into it. My son's a teacher, my wife's a teacher. So it's just a big family affair that we uh, love very much. And that's why I'm still here 31 years later.
0: Laura, would you like to.
2: Yes. Hi guys. I'm Laura Talley and I teach uh, chemistry and I've been teaching for about six to eight years. I was trying to do the math and it was, I lost it in my head. Uh, This is my (laughs) second career. Uh, my first career was working in the YMCA's, and I found out that I liked tutoring, tutoring students, usually the ages of secondary. And so I decided to go back to school, back to college, to get my master's in education. So that's that's basically what I what I love to do. Um, I am very fond of teaching. I love it.
0: Awesome, thank you, Madely.
3: All right, so I'm Natalie Geiger and I do sixth grade language arts. Um, I have been teaching for 16 years, but most of my time was actually in elementary. I moved up about six years ago to middle school. And man, I've wanted to teach since I don't even know, like since I've been born. I was born to be a teacher. I just knew it, set up the classroom in my house, you know, taught my stuffed animals all my life. It's all I ever knew I wanted to do. So here I am doing it, loving it. Yeah, even in this crazy type of setting. I love it. It's fun.
4: Awesome.
0: Thank you. And Jesus?
4: Hi there. Um, My name is Jesus Melendez and I teach eighth grade math at Mesa Middle School with Natalie. And this is my second year teaching. So I'm a a baby compared to everyone else. (laughs) But um, I'm also the head math department lead at my school. So it's just a very fun time um, teaching remote. Uh, The reason why I became a teacher, I, like Natalie, was kind of just called to it at a young age i just like helping my peers my brother and i don't know just i guess i was just led to that so loved what i'm doing continue on doing it for probably like david 31 years
0: awesome thank you and jesus i apologize for mispronouncing your last name earlier when i introduced you but
4: oh did you really um, i didn't know yeah, i
0: said Melindres, so i'm sorry you know it's what Melindra. it's a
4: misconception honestly gotcha. <laughs> That's-
0: okay. <laughs> and I think it's awesome that we have such a wide range of all different um, like years experience. so that's great. And I'm just going to jump right in. So I reached out to your head principals and within like minutes, I got your names as um, teachers that are just killing it with remote learning um, and who have done such an amazing job. So I would like for each of you to just kind of share with everyone, What worked well last semester with remote learning that you would plan to continue to implement in your Zooms and your Canvas classes and with remote learning? Um, So, and anybody can jump in and start out, but anybody wanna start us out, Sharon?
2: I'll start us out. Um, This is Laura at Onyante. So um, what I've been doing is I really wanna focus on their kind of their social emotional while they're in Zooms. So what we do is to start out is we always do some sort of game that is not the content related really. Um, Like today they just, I noticed that my first period class was not getting into the lesson. Um, So I knew like just talking to them right at the start, I said, guys, let's get our brains working. So we played Family Feud. We asked them some random questions. Um, They just type in the chat like crazy. we play all kinds of uh, fun games like that. We play fact or crap, if you've heard of that one, um, where I ask them, I give them a statement, they try to figure out if I'm lying or not. And some classes have gotten very good because they say I don't have a poker face. <laughs> so, um, and then I make sure that right after class, if, if students are lonely and they want to hang out, you notice they kind of just stay there in the in the meeting and they don't leave. So you get really good at asking questions and just listening. So I've gotten pretty good at asking questions and just trying to stay silent. I'm a big talker, but I still have learned that skill this semester of just trying to be silent and giving them a chance to talk. And I'm continuing that through this semester as well. So that's kind of what I do.
4: Cool. I love that, Laura. I um, do something similar. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, there's a PowerPoint, PowerPoints that you can download Online that have game shows already designed and you just download it for free. There's um that's family,
2: awesome. family
4: Jeopardy, Press Your Luck, um, Wheel of Fortune, Deal or No Deal. And at the beginning of the last semester, that's what I did with my home room, to kind of to get that student-teacher relationship built. And they had fun, man. And you know, I teach eighth graders, so they think they're cool, you know. But they honestly want to be little kids. still. <laughs> they just have that, you know, status. And I love that. That's a but I those PowerPoints are a blessing. And now it's paid off because I've got them where I want them.
3: I think that's a good point because um, if you don't buy them in and make them feel important, you know, get them to know that you're fun, they're not gonna do the work. They're not gonna want to be here. I hated FaceTime in my life, and now like this is all we do is be on camera and, and have to see ourselves. So I just knew, you know. In some ways I know these kids better than I would have known them if they were in school. They've showed me their house, they've showed me their pets, they've showed me their family members, I got Christmas lights, Halloween decorations when that was cool, and we get all that stuff before we even do the content. Most kids don't like language arts to begin with, so you know I had to get them, I had to draw them in to just me and knowing me and me knowing them, so I think that was something we all have in common.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, would think that a 31-year-old veteran would have difficulty in a remote learning platform. You know, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed the challenge. I mean, it's just a matter of having a growth mindset, changing your thinking, changing your attitude and changing your actions. A lot of what you do in the classroom, you could bring into remote learning as far as questioning techniques. But my number one goal is just to do exactly what my colleague said, and that's create some engagement. You know, I didn't want that to be uh, taken away from the remote learn remote learn setting is not having engagement. So you had to be creative and trying to find ways to engage students. So I was quickly out there on the on the professional development circuit trying to find things that were new to remote learning, like you know Nearpod or Ed Puzzle or like Hey uh, Sue said, PowerPoint games. Uh, there's there's lots out there, and the more engaging that you can get your students to become, the more they're going to want to come back. And the more they're going to enjoy this remote learning that we're that we're doing right now. And at first, you know, it took students a while, but once things got going, man, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed the challenge and I've enjoyed teaching in a different platform and uh, the many challenges that have come with
2: it.
3: Yeah. Just today, one of my students said, Miss, you're always talking about life. Like we do more life talk than school mm-hmm. talk. And I'm like, guys, like learning is life. Like we've got to, that's what, that's what we're going through right now together. We're learning this
2: type of world together. So.
0: Absolutely. And
2: have, have you guys found that you're able to accommodate students more, um, in this platform? Cause there is like the, it reads to you or you can put like Spanish subtitles, or I feel like I've been able to connect more with those students that have accommodations because you're able to use the technology to give them that sort of accommodation i don't have you guys found that too or is that something just me
4: yeah 100 um honestly uh i something that i use is nearpod and this is something that i started using this semester um and just reflecting on last semester and i had them engaged but i couldn't get them to turn work so i was like how can i get them to not, I mean, I got the engage part correct, but I just need that turning in of assignments. And Nearpod, um, one of my colleagues told me that use Nearpod, use Nearpod. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it. So I did it, and um, yeah. So it's a student-based platform where some students that you know are slower, um, need more time, can take their time, and I can even put them out in breakout rooms to accommodate um their needs, more time, or the I can put uh. I can read the instructions to them, like I could have an audio box and I could say it in Spanish or I can say it in English already placed in there. So yes, accommodations everywhere can be met um, online, which at first you would think it wouldn't be the case, but it's, I mean, it shows. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. And that's a really good point to bring up.
2: No, I had a student that I couldn't get him to come to class. And I said, what if I ran Spanish subtitles and now he comes to class and I hadn't seen him all last semester. And he finally started to come because I told him I'd put subtitles and he says, I'm there. Even though he doesn't necessarily need the accommodation, he said it would help him so much.
3: You do that through the PowerPoint?
2: mm -hmm. There's a PowerPoint live. You just, it runs the, I learned it from a sixth grade science teacher. It's the PowerPoint live. You just run in the background.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, That's a great strategy. I just love the chat box. You ask a question, and it's not one kid just answering it. You got everyone answering it, and you know, being being a mom and and being part of mom groups, you know, they they have all these games they play when they're selling, you know, Tupperware, makeup, or whatever. And then I start to incorporate it into the kids. I'm like, guys, say the answer as many times as you can, and the last person will get these bonus points. I'm a little bit like Oprah, giving away bonus points left and right, but it works, and they do it, and they want it, and. You know, there, you get a lot more engagement in different ways. It just looks different.
1: Yeah, I like the chat box as well because, like you said, I, I'm the same way. I like to uh, reward them for participating, and it seems to work. I mean, if you offer some incentives for them to get in the chat box, they're so used to texting each other all the time. So when we moved to a remote learning setting, the chat box became, you know, the text box. And so, you know, I'm texting back and forth with them through chat and they're doing the same thing. And, you know, I also did something early on, too. I just let them know that the chat box was only going to be seen by me because I didn't want them to feel like they were being judged by their classmates for getting questions wrong. Or, you know, always being that guy that's getting them right and answering all the time. So it really encouraged a lot more students to participate in the chat box because they know that their students weren't their fellow, uh, you know, classmates weren't going to judge them if they got it wrong. And I, I tell them that and then sometimes they'll ask me to reassure. Are you sure only you can see the chat box? <laughs> and then I said, yes. And then, OK, then I'll get a response. And then I'm like you, I give them like homework cards or get out of homework cards and they love those things. So they'll participate forever. And then another thing to add to something that uh, Laura was talking about. And one of my students turns his assignments in in Spanish and rather than like, well, you know, I'm not very good with Spanish. You know, I'll I'll go the extra and I'll translate it from the internet from English to Spanish and then I'll do both. I'll put my response in English and then I'll also attach the Spanish version of response to it as well when he turns into this. He loves that. You know, just the fact that I'm making an effort, you know, to understand, you know, his Spanish and then turn around saying it in English and Spanish. Just something I'd add to that. Something that Laura said. So you could do a lot. It's 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 uh it's there's a wide range of opportunity to reach many different types of students even in the setting that we're in right now and it actually causes you to turn your teaching game up and you become more creative and uh, like I said I love a challenge so it's been fun for me.
2: I like what you're saying coach Nunez about the um, the anonymous part where they can because what I've noticed in in the classroom is there's the you know the raise the hand and then they panic because they don't want to say something wrong out of their mouth. But with like the Nearpod where you can use, it can be anonymous. It's it's almost like they now have a chance to answer without the fear of failure. Because when you're in the classroom, it's raise your hand, give an answer. So I really do like the anonymous part of the online sometimes that lets them make mistakes and retry again.
4: Something that I do, um that is just kind of like anonymous, like you guys were saying. Um, and it also built on that student teacher relationship is I have check-ins. Um, I make assignments through Canvas and I, um, sometimes I just ask them like, how's it going? Like, and they, it's only to me, it's not like a discussion post that everyone can see. It's an assignment and they just do a text box and they are required to do three to five sentences. And you can be surprised how many more sentences they write and updating me on their crazy family or updating me on, you know, brother being dumb or things like that. But, um, just being able to have that privacy, these kids really enjoy. Um, and then with the meet, uh, the check ins you can be as creative as you want. I put memes on them. I did my next one's a SpongeBob one where I have like a thousand pictures of SpongeBob and like pick one and tell me which one you relate to the best and it's just it's a lot of like David said like you get your teacher game on and you run with it and if it doesn't work well then you drop it and then you pick up something else and (laughs) you keep going
0: (laughs) so I know Jesus mentioned um earlier something that he you know with Nearpod he didn't do it at all first semester but you know he started doing it this semester I want to see Um, You know, my first question was what did you do last semester that is working well and you're going to try again and continue to do. Is there anything like Jesus that you decided to try this semester, maybe you've already started or maybe you plan to start it in the upcoming weeks. Um, Can you guys share anything you're planning on using or maybe even would like to try and maybe somebody in this group has tried it and can share with the group uh, their experience with whether it be an external tool like Nearpod or um, Kahoot or or any of those kind of tools, any kind of resource?
3: We definitely started Nearpod also. I think, um, you know, we've got the training, so we got comfortable to give it a go and it's fun. Um, You know, but then I start to think like, are the kids using it in every class? Do I need to come up with something else? So we've tried whiteboard, dot fi and every kid gets a whiteboard and they can do their own thing but it only comes to the teacher so that's been kind of fun sometimes we do it for games and sometimes we do it for the assignments Um, and then we're gonna start doing some digital escape rooms Um, we've had that conversation come up in a class and just enjoying them enjoying the board games that kids got for you know the holidays and we're gonna try some of those so that you'd have to check back in and how it goes but I'm excited
0: that sounds fun. I, I love escape rooms, So that sounds like an awesome idea.
2: Mine is not necessarily an external tool, but mine's a new strategy that I'm trying. Um, I had two classes that they weren't turning in a lot of homework. I was having such low grades. And so now what we're doing is during Zoom, we're actually going through the assignments together. So we will pause and then we'll say, what did everybody else get? Cause I was just assigning them like self-paced Nearpods that they would go through. And then I would just, we would just double check and talk about certain parts of the Nearpod. But now for those two classes that are having trouble, we are actually going through the Nearpod together. We're stopping. Okay. What did you guys talk about here? Just so they can brainstorm together because a lot of them are having trouble just getting motivated to do the assignment. So now I tell them if you come to zoom, you get it done in Zoom for those two classes. So I think it's helping, they're starting to show up because they realize, oh, she's doing it with us. Why don't we show up? So that's just a new strategy I've tried that seems to get the kids to actually do their assignments now.
4: Something that we're doing at MESA, um, we're implementing a advisory or office hour um, in the morning that's mandatory for everyone to come. and. Um, it's really given our kids opportunities to finish assignments. Um, A lot of kids come to my office. So what it is, it's a big Zoom within the grade level. And then if you need to go to math, they send you to math, they send them to me. If they need to go to science, they go somewhere else to that science teacher. And that is just being, it's just that time that they have really, they can actually get it done. Because middle schoolers, they, you know, they just need someone to watch them to do it. You know, like they need that accountability. And if they don't have it, they're not going to do it. Um, And I don't know how it's working for Natalie, but for an eighth grade, it's working wonders. And they're really coming and finishing. And I reward them. Um, We, um, today, my second period, everyone was done with their Nearpod. And so we played about 10 10 minutes of Among Us. And you know, that's something that they love. They like killing me and it's a good time.
3: (laughs) I think it's an awesome way, um, you know, with all the teachers in the breakout room, there might be a student who made a better connection with somebody else or they just like science. So they're like hanging out with the science teacher. But then I text the science teacher and I'm like, hey, do you have so-and-so I need to see them. And then they just send them right over. Um, It has worked out really, really well. And I do, I think we see a lot more success, a lot more completion and turning in the work. Um, because yeah, we would do assignments in class and sometimes I still wouldn't get the work turned in. I'm like, we were doing it in class. What were you doing? But now we have this extra hour with them, um, to make sure.
0: And that's one hour a week.
3: Yeah. The kids get, I mean, they, they're assigned a day for that one hour, but some come, you know, all four days that we offer it just because they need that extra support and help, you know, to raise those grades that we were low. We're giving them that second chance and they're putting in the effort. That's awesome.
1: Well, I actually asked them at the end of semester one. I put a voluntary survey in there and I said, uh, tell me what you liked. Tell me what you didn't like. And uh, I said, you know, I, I honestly want you to tell me. You're not going to hurt my feelings. been doing this a long time. I just need to know it's a new platform. And I took their their survey feedback and I made some adjustments and I kept the things that they liked. And one of the things they liked was the Ed Puzzle. They, they just didn't like watching a video and then. You know, hopefully passing a test about it later on down the road. They liked the fact that you would stop, that you would get some questions asked, that you could discuss it a little bit. Then you would move on, get another question. So you really broke down the video in an Ed puzzle where you could stop, discuss, answer questions. And I really didn't want to give them a grade for it. It was more for the learning experience than it was, hey, you got 10 out of 10 on that Ed puzzle quiz. It generated discussion. And even if they got it wrong, then they had an understanding of why the answer was what it was and you know you could ask questions like well why did you think it was that answer so you can generate so they didn't feel bad questions about wrong answers and they're like oh, okay and then you bring it back around on why it is the correct answer so they, they didn't feel bad they're like oh yeah i thought it was the right the right answer because And they're like, well, did anybody else feel that way? And it really worked well to use the Ed Puzzle that they liked. There's a bunch of apps out there that I want to try this this semester. One of them is called WooClap. Very similar to Nearpod. You know, you can go in there. You can create, uh, you know, a lesson. Then you attach the link in the chat box. They click on it. You can share your screen so you could show different student responses or you could keep it where you're just seeing their responses. So that's one that I'd like to try would be a Woo clap. Another app that's out there is online stopwatch. You know, being a, a track coach in, and and uh, you know you're we always use a clock. So it kind of like, yeah, get some thinking a little faster and you got a time limit to think about this. Uh what do you and your group or what do you and your your classmates think about this. And then there's another one that's uh, deals with uh powerpoint games like jesus was mentioned earlier but only it's called uh monsters and uh and uh, monsters and what is it monsters and dinosaurs monsters and dinosaurs sounds very elementary (laughs) and uh but they you ask them questions and then they get to pick these boxes and if you click on the box and it's a dinosaur you score two points and maybe some of you've seen if you click on the Uh, on another box and it's a, you know, minion monster, then you get to steal a point, but you still got to answer the question in order to pick a box. And the kids just like the the fact that that I was watching and the training on, they just like the fact that they get to pick a box at random and see what shows up behind it. So uh, I want to try that out too, monsters and uh, dinosaurs and woo clap, and maybe online stopwatch. Those are some of my apps that I want to try and incorporate to engage, keep them engaged.
4: Something that I do that's um, that's a lot of fun. I uh, I try to relate to the kids, and of course, I'm a young teacher, so for me, it's not obscene to be on TikTok. But I use TikTok as an external wait, 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 tool. Wait,
3: wait. Is it obscene for old teachers to be on TikTok? I don't know if I well, like that comment.
4: <laughs> I never said anything of that sort. I uh, <laughs> I'm
3: just, just checking. Okay, keep going. Keep going.
4: <laughs> and um, so. I'm known, I mean, at least in the eighth grade as a TikTok teacher, because I do have a TikTok and I use TikTok not for, I don't know, for learning purposes, I guess, but extra credit for relating to the kids. Or maybe if I, I follow a lot of TikTok teachers and they provide, there's a TikToker that provides PD, free PD, and if you wanna sign up, you sign up through his TikTok and then you he gives you the Zoom link and you go. Um, so not only does it provide pro- professional development but it also gets a buy-in from the kids they're like wow this guy actually knows how to do this dance or oh this guy knows what to do um, like us so last semester I provided extra credit opportunities where they have to duet my TikToks um, and one was a dancing one so they have to you know dance and then one was a singing one where they had to do a voiceover and they had to sing a Frozen song you know and it's um, and I do accommodate kids because I do understand that there's some parents that don't like TikTok. So I also give them a alternative assignments where they record themselves and I give them a prompt. One was like, who's your biggest role model? And again, it's just like the center of all this is just getting to know your kids and being able to understand where they're coming from, wherever whatever their background is, whatever their social um, classes. And it's just fun. So yeah, I use that. Uh, I apologize for um, all the other, um, I did not mean to insult (laughs) anyone with my comments.
2: I just like (laughs) to give you a hard time. (laughs) But no, what you reminded me of, um, Jesus, is what I let the students do is they teach me that kind of stuff. They get to teach it to me. So they like to quiz me and say, Mrs. Talley, do you know such and such? And I'm like, I have no idea what that word means or whatever, and I give them a chance to teach me something so we're getting those moments where they get to teach me something, like, cause I don't, I don't actually have a TikTok either, but, um, or I don't have one. So they can teach me things that are on there and I'm willing to be crazy and learn stuff with them. So um, that's a, another way to engage the students is letting them teach you something.
3: You know, speaking of that, um, one of our assignments was make a video and tell us and show us and how to do anything you want. Anything you know how to make or do, and students did stuff from like playing the guitar to making tortillas. Mm -hmm. But then over winter break, I did it and I showed them back. Like I learned from you. I just made my first tortilla. Like look how awesome this is. (laughs) Um, My son got a guitar and now now they're teaching each other and having their little practices with each other through video. But what they don't realize is like it is still part of our language arts standards of listening and speaking. So they're still doing so much learning. Um, and especially in our world, this is like virtual is I mean, where we're gonna go more often with our future meetings. So they are getting career and college ready without even knowing and that's the best part. Good point.
1: Yeah, I think the creativity of students and teachers is is grown because of our remote lear- learning you know, setting. You're seeing teachers becoming more creative students too. And the challenge of getting to know your students versus being in a classroom face-to-face and the remote learn se- remote learning setting, you know, it's you have to find those avenues to come to know your students. And it's kind of strange that you are able to do that. And it works both ways. Uh, another thing that I thought was kind of cool to add to what you're saying, you know, all these little cool things that are going on is that we have a student, a uh, teacher at Oñate who did a talent show and the kids were telling me about it. And I was like, what a talent show? And they were like telling me all the different talents that they uh, portrayed in and, and this talent show. And they were really getting into it, man. So it's kind of cool that you come to know your students from a different angle in this remote setting. But it's still possible. And actually, I think you find out a little bit. Uh, you build better, uh, appropriate student-teacher uh, relationships Um through remote learning than I probably ever would have done in the, in the classroom because of the different means in which you go about doing that. And it's really cool to hear, you know, Jesus and Laura and Natalie's ideas because I'm probably going to do what, it, what most teachers do and, you know, steal them all. And then, but I'll give you credit. I promise.
0: <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's a, that's a good place to, to kind of stop here because that's what we're hoping our listeners will do. And you all, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to have this discussion, but also to provide all of these different strategies, tools. I I took down all these notes to include in the show notes of all kinds of different specific tools, strategies for for all of our teachers at Las Cruces Public Schools to steal. So um, you're exactly right, David. Um, So thank you again um, to the four of you for being here. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better group of teachers to have this discussion. You all are amazing. You're obviously doing amazing things with your kiddos. So thank you. And listeners, we want to thank you for joining us today as well. We look forward to listener feedback on today's show. Please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please share feedback on the podcast and any ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms, or you could email us at vl2 at lcps.net. Again, that is vl2 at lcps.net. Thanks again so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time.